All right, let's turn to Luke, first passage. Put yourself in the scene again. Uh, it's the Sea of Galilee, okay? There's, two, there's fishermen on the water that haven't, been caught, haven't caught any fish. Luke chapter 5. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, which is the Sea of Galilee, with the people crowding around him and listening to the word of God, he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were watching, washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and he asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you said so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that the nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat, come, help us. And they came and filled both boats so full, they began to sink. When Simon, saw Peter, Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch that they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So they pulled their boats up on the shore and left everything and followed him. Let's turn now to 2 Kings. Chapter 6, 24 to 25. Sometime later, Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, mobilized his entire army and marched up and laid siege on Samaria. There was a great famine in the city. The siege lasted so long that a donkey's head sold for 80 shackles of silver and a quarter of a cab of seed pods for five shekels. Second Kings 7, 1 to 8. Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says. About this time tomorrow, a say of flour will sell for a shekel, and two sayers of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. The officer whose arm the king was leaning said to the man of God, Look, even if the Lord should open the floodgates of heaven, could this happen? You will see with your own eyes, answered Elisha, but you will not eat any of it. Now there were four men with leprosy at the entrance of the city gate. They said to each other, Why stay here until we die? If we say, we'll go into the city, the famine is there and we will die. But if we stay here, we will die. So let's go over to the camp of the Arameans and, sur and surrender. They will spare us. We will live. If they kill us, well, then we will die. At dusk, they got up and went to the camp of the Arameans. When they reached the edge of the camp, there was not a man there. For the Lord had caused the Arameans to hear the sound of chariots and horses and a great army. So they said to each other, 
Look, the king of Israel has hired the Hittite and the Egyptian kings to attack us. So they got up and fled in the dusk and abandoned their tents and their horses and donkeys. And they left the camp as it was and ran for their lives. The men who had leprosy reached the edge of the camp and entered one of the tents. They ate and drank and carried away silver gold and clothes and went off and hid them. They returned and entered another tent and took some things from it and hid them also. I'm going to read verse 9. <laughs> then they said to each other, We're not doing right. This is a day of good news and we're keeping it to ourselves. If we wait until daylight, punishment will overtake us. Let's go at once and report this to the royal palace. Thanks, Bernard. All right. He was reading from the NIV, which is good, uh, good version, but um, it actually says donkey's head and dove's dung, the excrement of a dove. So I just wanted to show you some pictures today. So I went out, I got into my car today. It's just dove dung, guys. It's just bird doo doo. So I went out today. No, no, keep going. I sent you, okay, so I saw that. So when I got into my car, my car was clean. I went to the coffee shop, as usually do, JJ Bean on Main Street, because that's the only one that's open at 6 in the morning. I went, came back around 8, and then I saw that. Then do it again. And then I saw that. Again. And then I saw that. Again. And I saw that on top of my, and then again. And then on the handle of Isabel, she's going to be riding in the car with the handle. <laughs> I don't want her to, so I, I cleaned everything, but I'm like, oh, that, that cannot happen. So I went to a car wash uh, to get my car clean. And I was like, what is happening? It's almost like there was no trees around. It's like Main Street. It's almost like the dove circled and pooed on my car. Just to give you my confirmation that I'm preaching on the right message today. The Lord's saying, I got you, brother. I mean, I got you, son. Look, you're, you're going on the right track, but did you have to dirty up my car? Like, I paid $11 for a car wash. Um, <laughs> so, I don't have a lot of time today. Unless you guys are like, oh, you got all the time you want. I mean, no, nobody, nobody was like, <laughs> it's like we, got, we got places to go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Thanks, Bernard. Bernard's old school. Old church. We, I used to preach for an hour and a half. People loved it. Like Jason. Is Jason here? Jason's like, I missed it when you preach for an hour and a half, Pastor Steve. Where, where are those days? I think you're the only one. He's the only one. Right? Um, anyways, I titled this message 24 hours. I'm going to probably make it a two-parter because I've got a lot of things to say. Combination of these two stories. I could preach on each passage and preach a sermon on each one, but I just want you to get the heart of the message, which is within 24 hours, everything changed for these people. Just meditating on this passage, within 24 hours, like the whole circumstance of their situation completely changed. Not a little bit, completely. It was a radical transformation of their circumstance 
because Jesus got on the boat and these four lepers decided to get out of the stronghold. That's the message right there. Their whole lives changed. They worked all night, they toiled, and they got nothing. Probably a couple of fish. They were starving in the stronghold. They were besieged. They were afraid to go out. Because they were scared, they're dying. Because they were scared to death, they were starving to death. How many guys know the enemy's tactics for your life? Once you get saved, is to scare you to death so that you starve to death. I thought that was a good word. I think that's a good revelation. He doesn't mind if you go to heaven. Like, I mean, he, he doesn't want you to go to heaven in the first place. But once you cross that line, you're, you're assured that you're going to go to meet Jesus. But while you're living here, he wants you to be an emaciated, starving Christian. eating donkey's heads and dove's dung and thinking that that's food for you. He wants you to be fishermen going out into the deepest seas and catching nothing and working, working so hard all night long and toiling and getting nothing because you did not invite Jesus into your boat. One of my greatest mentors, I mean, he's not my personal mentor, but Bill Johnson says this, it's amazing to us how we, uh, we do so much without Jesus, but yet, do, yet we do nothing with Him. How many guys know we have Christ, but we do nothing with Him because we don't partner with Him? We can build the greatest church, like thousands of members, but it could be nothing. No impact in the kingdom. We can still have a thousand people starving to death because they're not eating the food that Christ has apportioned for us. How many of you guys know Jesus said, my food is to do the will of Jesus, the will of my Father in heaven? How many of you guys know you sitting here is not food for you? You listening to this sermon is not food for you? I hear that all the time. People come to church and say, I, I I'm not getting fed. <laughs> like, oh, I feel like when I come to Rain City, I feel like I'm, fitting, I'm getting fed. I'm not feeding you anything. <laughs> like, I'm so full. Hey, listen to that sermon. You didn't, you're not getting full. You're getting puffed up with knowledge. And knowledge is not revelation. Revelation is only activated when you do the will of God. Man, you guys alive today? I'm preaching to myself. I'm, I'm saying amen to my own self. That was a good word. You can't, the, Jesus said, my food is to do the will of God. Will of my Father. That's why I only do what my Father is doing. He, said, he didn't say, I only sit at the synagogue every Sunday and I get full. He didn't say that. He didn't say, I read the Bible every Sunday, every day, and I get full. He didn't say that. You can actually read the Bible and go to church every single week and be starving to death. Because the dove is the representation of the Holy Spirit. And the dove 
excrement, this is like a very symbolic picture, the dove's excrement is where the Holy Spirit was. The dove, dove is like, I'm here. Well, you guys are not listening to me. I'm going to go. He leaves. And then we're like, we're eating old food. Reading the same passages because you're not doing the word. You could be in a stronghold by ourselves. The rain city could be a stronghold, a castle besieged by the enemy. Oh, the world is so scary. Let's just see you stay here, be comfortable. All you got is the dove's dung. Eating poo-poo. And thinking that you're full. You're not full. You can't. You cannot be full without doing the will of my Father in heaven. So it's extremely crucial to learn to recognize the voice of God. This is a plug for hearing God's voice. You've got to be aware of the dove on your shoulder. The dove descended upon Jesus. It's like a dove on the shoulder. I'm going to Hawaii in a couple of weeks. This is, how, this is my conversations with my wife. I talk and then she's like, how is that related to this? And so I was talking about Jimmy Uzumi on the way here. Tana, do you know that Jimmy Uzumi is Japanese? She's like, yes. Uh, you know that he's going to be a fireman? He goes, yes. And then I'm like, oh yeah. And then I started talking about, you know, and I was talking about something else. And she goes, how is that related to Jimmy Uzumi? Like, it's not. I was just my mind. So you, this is how I talk. Going to Hawaii in two weeks, two and a half weeks. No, two weeks. Week and a half. <laughs> Week and a half. Going to Hawaii. And then every time, my daughter and my wife are going with me, and then they sleep. But I wake up 6 in the morning here, five in the, 5.30 in the morning here, so that means I'm going to wake up 3.30 over there. That's what happens every time. I wake up in the dark going, what am I going to do now? <laughs> And I just walk around in the dark in the ocean. Please, sun, come out. Sun, come out. Please, right now. And then every time I swim, I jog, I meditate, I do so many things before they even wake up. I've been awake for four hours, people. And there's this one guy at this restaurant, Hilton Hawaiian Village, every time. He gets this, like, those, I don't know what you call it, those colorful birds. Parrot. Parrots, and then people pay. They don't pay. I don't think they pay, but they they line up for the parrot to be on their shoulder. And then so they put. He's like, "You want the parrot on your shoulder?" And then he puts the parrot on the shoulder. And not once did I observe somebody go, "Parrot's on my shoulder." Not once, because the parrot will fly away. All the every time they stay there, and they're like they're like this. Take a picture. Take a picture, bro. Fast. <laughs> and their friends are like, did you get it? Did you get it? Every time. The face is exactly like this. Just like that. If I did it, I'd probably do the same thing. Oh my gosh. Got a parrot on my shoulder. This is what happened. Now, we walk around like the Holy Spirit is not on our shoulder. That's how you hear God's voice. You've got to.
saying? What's going on? What are, what are you doing, Father? What's going on? Holy Spirit, show me. If you dare to live your lives like that, and you actually did what the Father was showing you, and you had the guts and the courage to actually act on it, you would be champions for Jesus Christ. You got a bunch of emaciated, nothing against skinny people. You ectomorphic bodies, strong. <laughs> Don't be offended. I'm talking about emaciated, weak. I saw a guy, I think this is why God showed me this guy. I'm not judging this guy, but he was like so out of shape. <laughs> he, got, he got McDonald's. I'm just telling you the facts. He's taking me McDonald's, and he had a McDonald's bag. My wife and I looked at it. We just we didn't even have to talk. We looked at each other. He's like doing this. I'm not. Walking across the street. It took so long. My wife and I were just waiting. Make a right turn. You know the McDonald's right there. Just waiting. Come on, buddy. Come on. My son's waiting for the base. And we looked at, and then I, took, I looked at my wife. And this is judging. I was judging. Forgive me. <laughs> my wife just kind of just went, pray for him. But I went, and he's eating McDonald's. <laughs> and then immediately, the Lord didn't say, well, he did say, that's judging. But the second thing he said was, that's the modern day believer in Christendom. They're eating crap and they think it's food and they're completely out of shape, unable to get up from where they are and advance because the kingdom of God is forcefully advancing, advancing and forceful people lay hold of it. That's what the Bible says. You guys, you guys are understanding what I'm saying. You gotta stop being <sighs> too smart for your own good. Where's he, where's, you can, you are you cannot underestimate the mind's ability to um, how should I say it? Mind's ability to see that poo-poo, and convince yourself that's nourishment. You, you don't... If you're scared to death and you're starving to death yet, and you're de in deception, you have to justify your deception to stay in your deception. Let me try it on this side. If you're... If you're scared to death and you're in a stronghold and you, you can't go out because you're scared to death, how many of you guys know God did not call us to be scared to death? Be scared to death. Don't ever go out. Stay together and eat poo-poo. No, the Lord did not say that. He said, go! And make disciples of nation to the darkest places in the earth for I am with you. That's what he said. But we're like, no, we're scared. I don't want people to 
be offended by me. I don't want people to post about me on Facebook. I don't want people. This is like, this society has made us scared to death. And if you're scared to death and you're staying in the same place and somebody like me is telling you, hey, that's not a good place to be. And if you are offended by that and you have, you're eating donkey's head, donkey is a symbol of stubbornness and pride. They're paying an enormous price for their stubbornness. People are paying an enormous price. And actually, if you calculate, it's about 800 U.S. dollars. 800 U.S. dollars for a donkey's head. It's a symbol. Elijah's saying people are eating poop, thinking it's food, and they're doing it because they keep eating the donkey's head. Their head is full of pride because they have to justify their deception. I don't know if you guys are getting what I'm saying. You guys heard about confirmation bias? To confirm your own biases? You guys know that? I was in North Korea. This is where I'm jumping topics. I was in North Korea, and then they're in complete deception, this country. I was with the officials, and they brought me to a restaurant, and the restaurant has hardly been used because it's all dusty. It's like this. They want me to this restaurant. It's probably like a one-star restaurant. Developing world. It's very poor. They're like wiping it down, and I'm like, I don't want to eat here. My wife would have a heart attack. Look at all the dust, because nobody's been there. Nobody goes to a restaurant in North Korea. So I went there, and then they brought me like this dish with some fish in it. And I said, where'd you get that fish? And they said, from the river. And then I, I remember the river because people were doing their laundry, and people were going to the bathroom in the river. And I said, that, from that river? And then he said, yes. And they wanted, they said, this is the best food we could give you. And then they brought some meat. I don't know. It's mystery meat. I didn't know what it was. And then at the end, we found out because one of my team, one of, one of the guys I brought, he saw some teeth. It was a rabbit. And they, didn't even, they, they said, that's the best part, the head. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And they wanted me to eat it. And then they were drinking like soju, like from a drinking bottle like this big, and they poured it for me. And I think I said this before. This is when, like, you know, your past is also redeemed because I have high tolerance for alcohol. Praise the Lord. I don't drink anymore, but I do sometimes. <laughs> just for health. Just don't, I don't get drunk. And then I was just drinking, popping the soju, and these guys are popping the soju, and I'm like, all fine. These guys are like, And that's the only way I could eat that food. And I cannot dishonor them by not eating it, but I was like about to gag. <laughs> Something caught, don't worry, so. But they literally think this is the best that they could have. And they're trying to give it to me. They're trying to give it to me. And I am just wondering, what are we giving people? I'm wondering what 
in the world are we giving people? We're telling people to come to this magnificent place, the house of God, where the Holy Spirit dwells. God of the universe himself is here. Just the crumbs from the table, just the thimble of his power can raise the dead. I'm not yelling because I'm mad. I'm yelling because I'm passionate. What are we giving them? There's some fish we got from this river, like we're peeing on it and people are crapping on it and then we're just, this is the best I could give you. Oh, this is the best meat we got, a little, little small rabbit. Are we in the wilderness or something? Like on a show, we just got a little, little rat and we're like, hey, we're giving you food. This is all we can give you? Come on, people. It makes me so angry. Don't we have more to give? Doesn't God want to display his magnificence? Doesn't he want to build a church where he reigns? I don't know why I'm getting all passionate today. I think it's the message from God for you. I'm glad Jeremy and Elsie are going to Japan. I want them to be champions. Reigning champ. Didn't you work for reigning champ? Stand up, Jeremy. Look, he's wearing the shirt. Reigning champ. He's, he's the ch that is what we are all about. You don't want to be a champion, you can go to another church. I don't, I'm not here to build numbers. I'm here to build champions. Champions that are like David when Goliath was like making fun of God. How many of you guys know people are mocking Jesus? I'm raising champions that will rise up and say, how dare you? Speak against my Lord. Uh, any champions out there? Yeah. One champion. We got to make a shirt called Reigning Champion Christians or something. Reigning Christians or something. I'm, I'm going to make it by myself. I'm going to wear it for my own self. But if you refuse, if you refuse to have the dove on your shoulder. If you refuse to listen and be bold and say, why not? Like this lepers that say, why not? Now, what do we got to lose? We're dying. These sinful lepers that they were on the margins of society and these people who are educated, people who've been believers for a long time, these guys are eating crap and stubborn eating donkey's heads. And it says in the Bible, they were eating each other. How many of you guys know some churches we eat each other? And they were eating their children. How many of you guys know churches are not built for the next generation? Why do we build this church? For my grandchildren. You guys understand? Oh. These lepers said, why not? Jeremy and Elsie said, why not? Why not me? Who are we? Well, you're just the daughter and son of Jesus Christ. Our Father, Lord. Why not? Why not me? How many guys know that C.S. Lewis said, 
anybody who's made a mark in the kingdom of God and has gone down in history had eternity in mind. They knew that one day Jesus would return and you would have to give an account. That's what makes everything worthwhile. Amen? So don't be a donkey. Just because God uses you sometimes doesn't mean that He's pleased with you. How many guys know God loves you but not, maybe not pleased with you? Because only faith pleases. You guys okay with that? You guys okay with God loving you to death? Man, I love you. He died for you. He loves you with an everlasting love. He's full of love for you, but He could not be pleased with you. I could, be, I could love my children. There's no... I can't love them more than I do now. But I cannot be pleased with them. Amen? Please Him. Live in faith. It doesn't please Him when you're emaciated and starving and dying and not eating food and thinking that is food and eating crap and saying that, oh, I'm full. You're not full. You're just collecting information. You have no revelation because you don't act on the information you've been given. No wonder people are turning away from the faith because it doesn't work. It doesn't because, it's not because the Word doesn't work, because you don't work. You don't work the work of Christ that is in you by the revelation. Man, what is God saying? Read the Word. Listen to His voice. And he will tell you, just the, even the smallest little thing can open doors within 24 hours. Lepers said, why not? Let's go out and see what happens. And they didn't do anything. They just walked out. How many of you guys know sometimes you just have to walk out? What am I supposed to do? Just walk out of your room. Just walk out of your trap. Just walk out of your stagnation. Just walk out. And every day, walk out of your house. I dare you. I dare you to walk out of your house every morning praying, Lord Jesus, I'm ready to do your will. Walk out going, I'm ready. Have you ever done that? Pray in the morning and go, Lord Jesus, I give my life to you. This day I give to you. Whatever you want me to do, I will do. Walk out, I'm ready. What do you want me to do? When you're working out, when you're swimming, talking, working, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? You guys know? You guys know when I teach my classes like that? What do you want me to say today? This is the last class of the semester, God. What do you want me to say? He goes, I'll show you. I'm ready. I teach for a couple hours, and I'm like, I'm ready. I got an hour. And the Lord says, prophesy to every single one. Uh, there's 19. Got an hour. You know what I said to them? They're not believers. You know what I said? I said, you guys know I'm a Christian, right? Because it's a Christian university. You guys know I can hear God because I'm his child. And they were like, God wants to speak to me to tell you something. And you know what they said? They were like this. No joke. Are you guys like that? I'm ready to hear. What does God have to say to me? Do you understand? Some of you guys are afraid what God has to say to you because I don't want to do that. So you have to justify your deception. This is good. I'm good. I'm good right now. I just want to go to I just want to go somewhere if I feel comfortable. 
just want to go somewhere and make some friends. Nothing against all that. That's all good. But it has to be born for mission. So I prophesied to all of them. I said, hey, that's what God's saying to you. I just did it in like 20 minutes. I did a really rapid fire. It's like, boom, God says this. Boom, God says they were like this. Every time it was their turn, they're not believers, so it wasn't their turn. They don't have the, they don't have the ability to bless each other. Oh, that's so good for you. They're like, but it was their turn. They're like this. And I was speaking into their destiny. I said, good job, son. I'm like, what's going to come out of this? You don't have to know everything. Just two. I'm going to end with this. I, I was all over the place. I'll do number two next, part two next week. I was looking into horticulture. <laughs> I was thinking about how, much, how long does it take to make a squash? <laughs> 80 to 90 days. Like, what? And some people say longer. You guys know how long does it take to pick the squash? One day. Some people, if you have a big farm, it's 10 days of harvest, 90 days for the planting and the. You guys following what I'm saying? 90 days of cultivating, watering, watering the seeds and shaping and protecting from the wind and just giving it nourishment and food. 90% of the time you're cultivating, 10% of the time harvest. How many guys know your Christian life is like that? 90% of the time you're just obeying. You're just obeying. You're just doing what God tells you to do. You're just... And then the 10% of the time, the Lord says, pop, here's the harvest, pick it. Oh, I'll show you. Bam, look at that. Oh, look, wow. You just wake up one morning. Oh, look at the squash. What happened here? What happened here? What's going on? Look at that big watermelon. Did I even plant the watermelon? Man, there's fruit here that I didn't even plant. That's a word for you. That's God's grace. You're going to get stuff that you didn't even... Did I, even, did I do that? That's what you should be as a Christian. Did I do that? No. The answer is no. God did it. God did it. God, Jesus said, get out. He said, let me get on the boat. We're fished all night. That's when you fish. Jesus, don't you know this is what happens? This is how you're supposed to fish. At night, when the fish come to the surface, because the sun's not there, they come to the surface, and we grab the nets, and that's how we catch the fish. It's daylight now. We've been doing it all night. No fish. There's no fish in the sea. There's no fish. There's no fish. It's daylight. They're all in deep water, if there's fish. And the Lord said, let's go. But because Peter's like, he's got a big mouth problem. <laughs> he, got, he got a big mouth. I will follow you wherever you go. No, I don't know Jesus. <laughs> because you said so. Not the best attitude. Teacher. Teacher. Okay, you don't know anything about fishing, but because I respect you. Okay, I'll do the honorable thing. Typical Middle Eastern culture. I'll do it. Let's go. Let's do it. How many guys know the Lord supernaturally brought the fish from the deep? How many guys know the work of God is already being done? It's already being done. It's already. 
You just got to go. It's already being done. It's already being done. Go to Japan. It's already there. God went ahead of you. I'm preparing something for you. Come on, fish. It's impossible. They're so dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. I got you. A thimble of my power could bring the fish up. And you go and like, Jesus like, just throw it out. Throw it out. What do you want us to do? Just sit in a park somewhere and start singing. People will come. Just sit in the park and just sit there and people will come. They'll be drawn to the light. See, Jesus is like, it's not that light. They're repelled by the imitation light, but the true light attracts. Come on. You guys, you guys know this is not in my notes. I'm just, I'm just talking from 25 years of ministry. I think this is a message for you today. Amen. I don't know. My mind is all going all crazy. But part two next week. Let's stand. Twenty-four hours. Mmm. Anything can happen. It's the story of my life. Ninety percent of the time of being just obeying, persevering, and then there's those moments. I live for those ten percent. Wow. And God revealed himself and the fish come to the surface and then God sends a sound and enemies flee and then I go out and I'm like, wow, I was starving to death when the feast was just outside. Wow, God is good. Wow, I live for those moments. That's my life. How many guys want to live like that? How many guys, how many guys are tired of eating poo-poo? where the Holy Spirit was talking about what he did a long time ago. Those are good things. You only recount that. You only follow the poo-poo so that you know where the Spirit is now. If you just keep doing the things that you did in the past, you only get the things that you saw in the past. If you want the things that God has for you in the future, you got to listen to the Holy Spirit in the present. Amen? Let's lift up our hands. Don't be a donkey. Just because God uses donkeys, He spoke through a donkey, He sat on a donkey, it is all symbolic. He's saying, I can use anybody, but He wants to Display his glory through you. He wants to endorse you. He wants to say, This is my son, this is my daughter, good and faithful servant, whom I'm well pleased. Because they decided to walk out, they decided to put Jesus on the boat. Be bold and courageous. Amen. We just thank you, Lord. We give you all the glory. Pray that you are glorified here in this place. Holy Spirit, reside and reign in this church. God, we want the real deal. We want the real food. We want to do your will and be full and be strengthened. And we want to be champions for Jesus Christ. We give you all the glory and praise.
for you deserve it. You deserve all the honor. You're the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and you are the way. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give Him glory.